Hey guys, welcome back to Life's a Pop Song. It's Friday. I hope you guys are going to have a great weekend, but today we have a lot to review and a lot to talk about. But first, let's say happy Pride Month to all my gays, bi's, trans, everything. Everything and anything. Happy Pride Month to those who are out and living their best life and to those who may be questioning what their sexuality is and to those who just want to not be, you know, named or, or gendered or anything. Happy Pride Month, guys. If you guys want to, I just remembered that uh, the last season of E2 Chat uh, podcast, I did like a whole week of Pride Month like history. So if you guys really want to check that out, it's back into season one. And I believe it starts episode six. So yeah, go check it out if you want to dive into a little bit of Pride History Month. But anyways, there's a lot to unfold today, guys. Like there's, uh, there's a lot to talk about. And uh, a lot of it has already happened. So this is like my bad, but I really want to talk about some of these things that I have lined up for us today. And first things first, uh, what a busy weekend it's going to be already. June June 4th. It's going to be fun. To, no, I'm sorry. Tomorrow, Saturday, I'm going to Waukegan to see a comedian. His name is Felipe Esparza. This is the first time I will be seeing actually a comedian in person. So I'm very excited. I'm going to be going up with my cousin. We're going to be celebrating her late husband's birthday. And it's just going to be a good time and celebration of what he would like and what he would want to do. So I'm very excited just to celebrate his birthday with her and just have a good time and see what Felipe Esparza is, you know, up to. So if you guys are going to be up there. We might see you in Waukegan. That's what really what all I got going on this weekend. And just a disclaimer, I know the, uh, the podcast is up and I won't be talking about much, many of the new releases out today. I always review new music from Friday on the ep on Monday episodes. So if you're looking forward to new music, uh, responses and reviews for the music that came out today, that will be on Monday. So you make sure you stay tuned for that. But first, I want to talk about something that's been uh, trending on Twitter and that's Camila Cabello's performance at the Champions League this past weekend. Now, now, bro, when I first saw the tweet from from Camila Cabello, I was like, girl, like, you know, you know it, it seemed like a, a very honest tweet. Like, she was like, hey, guy, like, she was just being, like, really sweet to me, at least. Let me, let me read what Camila Cabello said. Like, <clears throat> so her tweet says, playing back her performance, and I can't believe people were singing their theme team's anthem so loud during her performance. Like, my team and I worked tirelessly for so long to bring right vibes and give a good show. And then uh, five minutes after she tweeted that, she said, very rude, but whatever. I'm glad you guys loved it. Celebrating emojis, heart emojis. And so, yeah, I mean, the first tweet... It was very honest. I mean, she basically just says, you know, looking back at the performance and the video of it, like you could hear the screams uh, of of the crowd. But when I was watching the performance, uh, like it didn't seem to stand out to me, like the crowd's roars, if that makes sense. Like I didn't, like, I, I, I faintly heard like a boo for like five seconds, but that was really it, at least for me. I don't know if I missed something or... or they had edited the video already of her performance at the Champions League, but it didn't seem like a like a big deal to me. <laughs> but she was like, "Baby, I know they ain't disrespecting my talent," and that's all. That's all it is. And I think she just was a, a little hurt that um, the team and and the people in the stadium weren't enjoying the show as much as she has she had hoped. 
And at the same time, I saw a lot of people um, kind of responding to these tweets and saying, hey, well, I mean, we came to see a football, sh- like a football game or, you know, football and, and, and not like a halftime show. <laughs> and, and in previous, I saw that the another reason that they were already pissed that Camila Cabello was going up, up there and, and singing um, was that they had let the people in the gates already about, I believe, a half hour late into the stadium. So the, ga- the game was already postponed for a while. And then they had to, again, wait again for Camila Cabello to perform and then for the game to start. So I think that's what kind of led up to the big boo. I don't think it was towards Camila Cabello at all. And I don't think it was. As you can tell, they were mostly chanting their team's anthems, but there were some boos in there as well. Um, but it, it really wasn't directed toward Camila. Um, but she, you know, she felt sad. After this, I, she did delete both of these tweets. And then, you know, that was it. So I, I think she just got a little flustered and it's okay. But I can tell you some of the most rowdy fans out there are soccer fans and football fans. So that's that. What do you guys think of this Camilo Cabello tweet? And do you think it was justified? Let us know at the podcast page on Instagram, Life's a Pop Song. Please, I want to know what you guys think because I felt kind of bad for her, honestly. But I also want to talk about a rumor that Olivia Rodrigo and Dana Paula are having a collab or are going to collab soon. Uh, if you guys don't know who Olivia Rodrigo is, where have you been? And you, you know, like literally where? <laughs> Her recent big uh, album drop, Sour, has been going viral and everything. And you've probably heard quite a bit of her songs. Uh, but the person that you might not know, um, Dana Paula. Dana Paula is basically the Olivia Rodrigo of like the Latin world, Mexico in particular. Um, she's been a child actor for since she was like six. And I've known her since she was six, since I watched her on that telenovela. But I'm so excited about this collab. It, it came up on a random tweet. And it, I think it, it's thank it's legit and Dana Paula has been making music and releasing a lot of hit singles recently um, with her la- latest single and her album Kaya Tu uh, that's her track uh, that's her track uh, for her album Knockout and it's really good you guys should go listen to that album real quick guys this is a quick preview of Kaya Tu from her album Knockout <laughs> But recently, she had, she's had a lot of features. And it's a lot of features that I wouldn't expect. Like one currently that I've been listening to is a feature with um, New Hope Club, who also just recently dropped their, their album. And yeah, they, they did a collab. Super random, right? Like I was listening to that album and then I saw that she had collabed with them. And I was like, whoa, what? So I'm hoping this happens. I hope it's not just a rumor because I think it'd be pretty fire. All right, guys, the next thing I want to talk about uh, is probably something you guys have been seeing a lot. And I know I've been seeing a lot, but it's a, a recent interview from the former One Directioner, Liam Payne. Liam recently went on to Logan Paul's podcast, Impulsive, and did an interview with him where he got into a lot of details about his former bandmates and where he was and how he felt at the time of his stardom with One Direction. Now, we're going to listen to a little bit from some clips on TikTok. And you guys, we're going to talk about it. We're going to dissect a couple of the things he said. And thank you to your pop 
XX Pop Life TikTok account for giving me a little sh- of a short briefing instead of me having to listen to this whole podcast. Like, cause I surely won't. <laughs> uh, but when I saw these highlights, man, let's just let's just dive in. All right, let's just go ahead and dive in. <laughs> Part of the reason One Direction was made was because of Simon's promise to me that in two years. I'll make this work for you. Wow. So he kind of started with my yeah. face and then worked around, Liam, around the, the, the rest. I've never told us story before. You were the boys rowdy? Yeah, in particular, a couple of them, yeah. Which ones? So come on. I mean, first off, he literally... What? <laughs> I don't... Like, can we get a fact check from Simon Cowell, please? Because you can't... Liam, you just can't go on a show and say something like that. You can't say that One Direction is basically successful and it was what it was because there was a dream that it would revolve around you. What? What? Now, I know I'm stretching that a little bit, but that's basically what he's saying, all right? Louis was wild. Louis was wild, and he wanted to be wild, and that's his spirit. And also, he's my best mate now, but in the band, we hated each other. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. She and then you gotta go ahead and, and spill tea. How do you know Louis wanted you to say that? How did you know he wanted you to go and re- ruin the reputation that One D had with all of their? Ba- at least up to this point, I thought they were all good. I'm not gonna lie. I also never like dove into what how they felt about each other and blah 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 like I did Fifth Harmony. So I thought that oh the boys were good. You know I thought the boys had Saturdays with each other and at least. Maybe texted each other, seeing how they were. But now we find out that during One Direction, during the time they were together, they, Louis Tomlinson and Liam Payne did not like each other. Ooh. Louis Tomlinson, I felt, was always quiet. <laughs> he said he was the wild one. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really see that. Maybe, again, maybe I wasn't paying attention as much as I thought I was. But I always saw Louis Tomlinson as um, kind of a more calmer guy. Right? The blows hate each other. Like, it was like, it was close. Uh, there was one moment where there was an argument backstage and someone, one ma- member in particular, threw me up a wall. So I said to him, if you don't remove those hands, there's a high likelihood you'll never use them again. <gasps> oh! Damn, I didn't know they were violent towards each other. Towards each other. Also, guys, I've only, like, I only watched, like, the first half of this um so i'm like learn. i like this is the first time i'm hearing this <laughs> damn so the person that he says put his hands on him um we're assuming that that was harry styles but that's not confirmed so she tweeted something about get yourself like a respectful man or something yeah yeah that one didn't age very well it didn't age oh. <laughs> That's right. There's many reasons why I, I dislike saying, and there's many reasons why I'll always, always be on his side. If I had had to go through what he went through, through his his growth and, and whatever else, and Zane Zane had a different upbringing in that sense, and um, you can't you can always look at the man for where he is and, and and say, oh yeah, whatever that guy's a dick, right? But at the end of the day, once you understand what he's been through to get to that point, and also whether or not he actually even wanted to be there, listen, I don't agree with any of his actions. I can't commend some of the things that he's done. I can't be on his side for that. I'll only do it if the right song. Oh, uh, see, okay, so I like that. I, <laughs> I don't like what he's completely saying, but I understand what he's saying. He's saying that you know. He loves and hates Zayn for many reasons. Um, I don't 
think what he referenced about Gigi Hadid tweeting that get yourself like a righteous man after the allegations that came out from Zayn being abusive to her. I don't think that was right. That's definitely calling for some tea there. Um, he's definitely not going for the right attention. But he could have just kept. He, he could have just said, you know, I like and hate Zayn. I hate him because, oh, I like him because, you know, I understand his upbringing and, and and so forth. But he didn't have to say the GG part. That's just basically a, you know, a double-handed backslap, whatever they say, you know, a double, yeah, that, that, you know. So, you could have just kept it simple, Liam. I mean, let's just, yeah. I don't want to tarnish the legacy I have already. I've done something that's already worldwide famous and I've got fucking gold records. What I said, I don't need to do this. It's not important to me. Ed Sheeran wrote me this song and I thought, oh, shit, yeah, we did the first song, Billion Streams. <laughs> okay, so this is the this is the one um, comment that a lot of people have like been talking about and basically memeing because this is obviously not true. This is obviously not true, Liam. I hate to say it. What I didn't know though is that Ed Sheeran wrote this song. And the song he's referencing, I'm sorry, guys, is uh, Strip, Strip, Strip Down or Strip. <laughs> it's sad. I know this song. I know, hold on one second. <laughs> I know the song. I know it. It's sad that I don't remember it, but I know it because I used to play it all the time. <laughs> Strip That Down. Strip That Down with featuring Quavo. Dang. So on Spotify, it's got 886 million streams. I saw a chart comparing them at the time. Uh, 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 the release of other singles from other members of One Direction, and this comes nowhere near close to those. He says billions of streams, but it hasn't even had one billion streams. <laughs> so I have no idea what song he's talking about because none of his songs are near a million, or I'm sorry, a billion streams. So I don't know what fantasy Liam Payne is living in, but it's definitely not the chart fantasy. <laughs> <clears throat> I think it outsold everybody within the band and I was the last to go and I never expected that. Who do you think the winner? <laughs> he said I never expected that. Um, because it never happened. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Liam. Does somebody need a ambulance? Again, pretty cool that Ed Sheeran wrote that song though. I can kind of hear it now. But I'm not, I'm dead ass though. Dead ass. Uh, I did listen to that song a lot in the summer of, what was that, 2016? Was that 2016? Yeah. Yep. It was a bop, but it definitely wasn't a bop compared to every other hit released by like Harry Styles and even Niall Horn. I love this edit. You're a pro XX pop life. I love this. You want to be in a boy band, but you don't want to be in a boy band that's, that's cheesy. Oh, see, you didn't have to say the cheesy part either. Because you were in it, and you also made it cheesy. So, so who who really lost there? <laughs> so those were the biggest clips, uh, or the biggest takeaways from the interview. And and so you guys, let me know what you guys think about the whole thing and the whole situation with Liam Payne. Personally, like he didn't have to say a lot of those shots. Like he could have genuinely just been talking about his relationship with them, why why he maybe didn't like them. But he didn't have to take the shots that he did, and he didn't he did, 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 didn't have to lie <laughs> at all about you know his song reaching billions of streams because that obviously did not happen. Poor thing. Yeah. Maybe so. Dan, Dan. 
Because as much, as much as I love that song, by the end of that summer, I fucking hated that song. I, I really overdid it. I'm not going to lie. As, as I do with a lot of songs. But that particular song, like, it got old. <laughs> Baby, strip down, down for me. The song, the beat became pretty, pretty dry. If I were to listen to it drunk and maybe in a club as, as a bop, then, then you, you know, I might still jam to it. But it's been a while since I listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going we're gonna to move on from music. And I want to tackle something that I've been seeing quite a bit of as well is uh, the Pinocchio movie trailer, because apparently it's a live action movie. And I'm curious. I am very curious because do you guys remember when there was I'm pretty sure they released a, uh, an animation trailer of the new Pinocchio and there was <laughs> they thought that he was giving a very gay vibe. It's like, hi, right, Pinocchio. And. It just sounded very yes, yesified. So uh, I, I believe this is a new one. So we're gonna watch it, and we're just gonna listen to it together and see what it's giving. We're gonna see if it's still yesified or no. Pinocchio is Pinocchio with two ends. Don't fucking quote me on that, you guys. It's just one. <laughs> All right, teaser trailer. It's a minute and forty three seconds. So let's watch it. From the studio that brought you Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King. Ooh. Hold on. Uh, right off the bat, Beauty and the Beast was fine. The Lion King, the live action. That was questionable. So let's, yeah, let's see how this goes. Director Robert Semikis. Tom Hanks is playing the father. Well, that's good. Oh, he looks sweet. Jiminy Cricket, love. I used to adore him, and he was my favorite character, of course. Wow, what a fairy. Okay, so we kind of saw Pinocchio there at the end for like two seconds. Wow. Okay, star cast, Tom Hanks, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Keegan-Michael Key, and Cynthia Erivo. All right, that's basically it, you guys. Yeah, we didn't really see Pinocchio in the trailer. At the very end, you kind of saw him a little bit. Uh, the Okay, so it is a live action, but obviously some of the characters are still animated, as I believe Pinocchio will be. It, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they animate him or if they keep him um as a real life character this is kind of like the the ugly sonic thing because if it, <laughs> if they if they keep it um realistic looking and it looks creepy it's just gonna and no one's no one's gonna like it so 
if they keep it like legitimate and you know the animation and it looks like the original Pinocchio, then I think people will still watch. Other than other than that iffy part, the and the the rest of the movie looks good. It looks like it'll be a very touching movie. I'm a sucker for for Disney. I will watch any Disney animation, Pixar animation, and I will cry. I will cry. I admit it. I don't care. <laughs> and and Tom Hanks looks like he's going to give a, a good performance. So I'm here for it. It's got 1.9 million views on YouTube. If you guys are excited for it, let me know. Um, but it's actually been a while since I watched the original Pinocchio 2. So I got to probably go back and watch that before I watch this one. So I remember the storyline because all I remember is Pinocchio wishes to be a boy, like a real boy. And for splits, I remember for does does he does he turn into a, yeah he does he turns into a real boy because that's when the fairy comes in and turns him into a real boy. I want to be a real boy. <laughs> that that's that. Keeping it in the talk of uh, entertainment, guys, the thing that has been streaming worldwide and has made Netflix or has has made Netflix records is the series premiere weekend of Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1. It's it's broken records as far as Netflix goes for the biggest season premiere of any original show on uh, on the streaming app. Uh, It's reached, I believe, over 280 million streams in this just on the weekend premiere so that's huge and i wasn't the person who watched it right away i i finished the season yesterday <laughs> yesterday guys i was like you know what? i'm gonna start it and if it's good i'll binge watch it and if it's not good then i'll take it one you know an episode at a time because they did say that the episodes were a little longer and they weren't lying because every episode is at least a minute and 15 a minute and 15 <laughs> imagine a show that's a minute and 15 seconds long <laughs> It's an hour and 15 minutes long, at least, minimum. Some of them are a little longer than that. And uh, so worth it. Like, so worth it. I watched the first episode. Got me hooked on just because I remembered watching the first three seasons. And, you know, it just bring back, bring back, it brought back nostalgic vibes for me. And so I kept watching it and I finished it. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about it and what I thought, my review on it. So spoiler alert, warning. Because I'm going to talk about some things that I just think are crazy. Alright, first things first. The character development in this season is immensely beautiful. Like, I love the, that the original cast is back. We have Mike Eleven, Will Byers, his brother Jonathan Byers, Dustin, Lucas, Max, Jim. I love Jim. Like, like kiss to the head for Jim. Nancy, Joyce, ugh. And Joyce too, like Joyce and 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 Jim together just make my heart happy. Really, to be honest, Billy Billy is so hot, but so sad because Rip Billy. Um, that's not a spoiler because if you watch season three, you know what happens. Robin Robin was uh, introduced back in season three. She's back again for season four, and I'm very excited about her. But the the people that I am most excited that they developed in season four is dr martin brenner erica sinclair erica is, is probably like it's second to favorite a character to develop more my first has to be murray and uh, the, the the way that they develop murray in this season i just it's so funny he becomes a, a very lovable character and i was oh annoyed of him at first in season three but at the beginning of season four i was still kind of annoyed and then 
as the season progressed, like, I loved him. Like, he was my favorite. Uh, he just became a badass. Like, who, who knew that his skills um, in, in martial arts would come through as good as they did in the season? And then we have Erica. Again, I mentioned her earlier. Like, she's all grown up now. And, and I'm like, I think she was one of the characters where I was like, whoa. Like, they've really grown up now. Like, they, you know, it, you know I, they're not kids anymore. She was one of those characters where I was like, whoa. And I just loved her. Her character development in, in this season also is amazing. I think they're going to go farther with Erica. Um, and I hope to see her more in Volume 2. And in this season, everyone's grown up a little bit more. Like, literally everyone. Uh, Nancy is in college. So is Jonathan, supposedly. Supposedly, Jonathan's in college, or he's gonna go. Steve Harrington's working at the family video with Robin, and all the kids are in high school. Max, Lucas, Dustin, Eleven, Will, all in high school. Now, the they have some new characters. We have the, the cheerleader, Chrissy and Eddie. But going back to the character development, uh, the fact that this season has pushed away from like the main characters of the other seasons like it's it's still like if it's no longer about eleven and mike and will but it's now this this season at least this first volume is is revolved around max like max character development and i just have to say that sadie sink as max this entire performance from her was so good like I fell in love with Max this season so like so much like she is now my favorite character and truly truly when I say like to her acting was on point and I gotta compare her a little bit to Millie Bobby Brown because Millie's a, a like an amazing actor in the first three seasons I always thought she was incredible but in this season, for some reason, Millie Bobby Brown's acting, I, I kind of cringed a little bit. I don't know why. I think it, the, the fact that they kept showing her as, like, her younger self in a lot of the scenes, they would come back to her remembering when she was younger. But she would still be, like, and she looked, like, and they would have her in the same outfit as her grown-up self now. It just threw me off, and I, I get cringed in a couple of those reminiscing moments i don't know why i don't know why they did that because you could i could tell that the younger her was definitely like cgi like they put her face on like a younger cgi version of herself like you could tell so it was a little creepy and so and then millie bobby's brown like her acting i don't like i don't know why but it stressed me out that they made her like a week like a week and they made her get bullied and i don't know i don't know but her performance was giving it gave enough to where it was good but sadie sadie sinks as as max it just gave everything everything if you remember in episode six where she's literally fighting for her life and she's giving the letters to all her friends um and and she's talking to billy and she's reading her letter to billy off at his cemetery grave it's just she gave it she gave her her life in that and then of course as it developed she is getting killed by vecna and that scene where she's being strangled by him and matt and, and dustin lucas and steve are fighting to bring her back it just it was so good 
you guys and the build-up when uh rolling up that hill starts playing and it, it was just so good it got i got chills i started to cry when she was in the air and she was about to go like that man was literally sucking the life out of her and then you see her arms twist a little bit and 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 but the way that she comes back and and we see her flashbacks about her friends and she makes it out and it was just so good you know what you know the scene you know the scene it's so good. And now, speaking of rolling uh, up that, uh, or walking up that, is it rolling or walking up that hill? God damn it. And it's, it's running up that hill. Come on, come on. Since the release of uh, the new season, Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush has gone number one. It's incredible. It's incredible how much power uh, Stranger Things has had on this song. So good for Kate Bush. Is Kate Bush still around? That'd be fucked up if she's not. Kate Bush, not gonna lie. I had heard of this song before, like I had heard of it. I never knew who the artist was. So I'm like, you know, that's, that's sad from on my part, but let's see, is she still alive? Um, uh, yes, yeah, she is. She's 63 years old. She's, um, out of, she lives in Bexleyheath, United Kingdom. So yeah, she's, Girl, you gonna get your bank. She gonna get her bank. This is song is from 1985, and as we can tell, the season was um, a, a revolving around 1986. So one year after the song, that's that's perfect. It's perfect, 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 perfect. And just to give you a quick sneak preview of the song as well, if you haven't heard it, here it is. This song in itself, after I listened to it, it I had to. I have to play it. Uh, and I've been playing it since. I've been playing it since. And you know I have if you follow me on TikTok. So, yeah. This song is, it just, it fit the scene. It fit Max's personality. And they they just advanced the, the whole season with this song, really. So, it was really perfect. I love that song. Yeah. So that was Max. So this season, again, really revolved on the development of Max and how sh she has to fight her own demons as Vecna is uh, basically prying on, on those who have trauma in their past and those who are weak. And that's where Chrissy and Fred, the other person that's murdered in the season, all have to relate with Max. Max has that trauma from Billy dying and, you know, having such a bad relationship with her brother. Really all correlated with her being the next victim for Vecna. And the next biggest character development comes from one of the people that Eleven has been in contact with and grew up with. And we realize that Vecna, spoiler alert, is actually number one. So you know how, you know how, 11's 11. <laughs> she was the 11th person tested at Hawkins lab. Well, number one was a helper 
at Hawkins Lab. He's the guy that we see help her throughout the season. And he's the one that we see countless times in Eleven's nightmare about her killing all of the other test mates that she lived with in Hawkins Lab. As we continue the season, we saw that she kept having nightmares about this and how bad she felt about being the person that killed all of these people. And she was the one we thought was to blame for all of it. But little did we know, at the end of the season, we figure out that it's actually number one who killed all of them and was readily about to kill Eleven. But Eleven was stronger than him and sent him into the upside down. She opened the portal under Hawkins Lab in season one by killing Vecna and she was the one who sent him there. And in, in that same moment when she sent him there, he, I don't know, I don't understand how the science works in the upside down, does anyone really? But basically he gets in there, he's being transported through the upside down. He's supposed to die, but he's as he's going through, He's being stripped down and basically turned, I would say, inside out because of all the evil he has in him into what we know as the monster in season four, um, Vecna. So that's how that, that, isn't that crazy? That blew my mind. And it also triggered me because I was like, girl, you were blaming yourself this whole time for calling all these people. But little did you know it wasn't you. Like you couldn't have remembered that it, it wasn't you. Come on, come on. I understand for the show for the show now a couple of cliffhangers that we're left with is at the end of sep uh, episode seven we don't know if steve and nancy make it out of the upside down as nancy is being uh held hostage by vecna at the very end of the episode we don't know if she makes it out we don't know if steve makes it out uh, we knew that Robin and Eddie both made it out alive, but they're waiting for them. So we're left with kind of wondering what's going to happen with them. Um, a lot of people have been speculating that Steve or Nancy's going to die. And I believe one of them is. I I think it's going to be Steve just because he's already been wounded. If you um, and, and I think for him, the plot line uh, of the show kind of just ends with him being a hero. For Dustin and and for Eddie, I think I think that's what they're going for. So that's that's what I think. I think it's going to be Steve. Sadly, Steve has grown on me a lot, and especially in this season, I love him now. And he's so hot. Can we talk about how hot he was? Come on, yo yo. When when did Steve get so sexy? I was like, bro, yes, yes, Steve. Please put me in the upside down with you. Um, and then the next cliffhanger that we're kind of left with is does Eleven get her powers back in time to save her friends like is she going to be the one that comes and saves Steve and Nancy uh, the other cliffhanger is do Hopper does Hopper return safely home with Joyce and Murray and do Mike will Jonathan and their stoner friend make it back to Hawkins on time. There's a lot of cliffhangers. So, so this volume two is definitely going to have kind of the, the biggest climactic moments that we're looking for. But I love how they basically 
did build up quite a momentum to this next volume. So I'm, I'm really excited for volume two. Let me know what you guys think of the first volume on the Instagram page, Life's a Pop Song. I want to hear everything you think, like your character theories, who was your favorite character, um, and, and what was your favorite character development, you know? Oh, oh! One last thing before we move on and end the show um, is I really do want to talk real quick about uh, Will Byers in, in the seasons because this has literally gone over my head, but apparently everyone knew. Um, I saw a TikTok saying, is Will, or asking, is Will Byers gay in season four? Let me look up at the TikTok that I saw um, that gave me all this info because it was, I was shook. All right, we're gonna play the TikTok of where I learned first learned this. So thank you to at Bunky on TikTok. Bless your heart because I did not know this. All right. Into Mike. Yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> Allow me to share the evidence with you because this is far from new information. Season four, episode one, Will is working on a painting that Elle says is for somebody that he has a crush on. In episode two, he brings that painting to the airport when he meets Mike. And over the next few episodes, he always has a painting on him when he's with Mike. And while Elle's historical hero project. Yeah. See. Okay. So I thought. The painting was obviously for Eleven. And then she gets taken away, so he's not gonna give that to anyone. So I thought it was for Eleven, but- It's on Hopper. Will did his on Alan Turing, who was a world-changing computer scientist that was killed for being gay. He also pulled his foot away from this girl in class who was trying to flirt with him. But like I said, Will being gay is not new in season yep, four. Yep, 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 season yep. three, episode three, Will and Mike argue about dating. And Mike says it's not his fault that Will doesn't like girls. Season two, episode nine, this girl asks Will to dance. But before answering, Will hesitates and looks at Mike for approval. Season one, episode four, the bullies single him out and call him a fairy, all happy and gay. And yes, they're bullies, but we know from the first episode that their insults are specific. But in case all of that still isn't enough for you, back when the series was still in development, before it was even called Stranger Things, the show Bible describes Will Byers as a sweet, sensitive kid with sexual identity issues. What? See, I gotta do my research. <laughs> Thank you, at Punky. Appreciate it. So we know that in season four, he's like mostly with Eleven. Um, when Eleven shows up and they're waiting for Mike at the airport, um, Will has drawn a painting and he takes that painting with him and, and he takes him with him wherever he goes, actually. And I thought, for some reason, I, I thought that Will was into Eleven. Like, I thought he had a crush on Eleven, but he didn't say anything or talk about it to Eleven because obviously she's still with Mike. And when he would talk to Mike, I thought it was just awkward for him because he liked Eleven, but he didn't want to tell him because that's his best friend. Um, little did I know, apparently that's not the case. Like, gay news right there. Like, gay, like what? Um, so there you go. I mean, I didn't know any of those things. And back when I watched seasons one through three, bro, like I said, it really just went over my head. At the time, I think I just watched the, the, the seasons. And yeah, so wow, I'm shook, but not gonna lie another huge character development is will byers like he grew up and he looks good to me out of all of the, the kids the kids he's the cutest now so shout out to will byers if you're hearing this um you got it you got it whatever you so got it <laughs> all right guys i think that's where we're gonna leave off again let me know what you guys think of the show and everything we talked about today follow me on instagram at lifesapopsong.com.com what where am i in the 1980s Duh, no it's at life's a pop song on instagram also follow me on tiktok it's at esteban chavez 23 you guys can follow me anywhere you like 
yeah, there's a link tree on everything in my bio. And that'll take you to everywhere and anywhere you want to be. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Be safe. And I'll see you on Monday. Bye. <laughs>